Okay, uh, we are going to discuss one of our essay topics for the practice task for Rewindow, and it is the question, which character's voice does Hitchcock ultimately endorse in Rewindow? And I'd really just like to say that you should do this with um, people in your class or other people studying English because Miss Watkins and I just find that our ideas uh, just really grow and um, are amplified when we come together mm. and, you know, we see ourselves as a team. So you should brainstorm in groups, guys. Absolutely. And this is a question which is asking about characters and the sentiments that are promoted with respect to those characters. So the deeper you dig with other people, the more perspectives you're going to draw out. Mm. Um, but interestingly, this is a direct question. Woo! <laughs> we don't see them that often. Which character's voice? Um, and so it does implicitly have within it the need for a decision. Yes. What else could we say about that? Um, shall we start unpacking some of the language and just dive straight in? Let's do it. Yeah. So I'm picking up keywords in this topic, which characters, so we're going to be thinking about characters, but then it has the word voice after characters. So it's not just which character is presented as, you know, um, the most attractive or blue-eyed or um, blonde-haired or whatever. It's actually which character's voice. So um, in brainstorming some synonyms, I have things like which character's opinion, view, values, which character's input, which character's, um, you know, role as a mouthpiece, uh, which character's role as a vehicle or Greek chorus or spokesperson is amplified. Um, so synonyms for endorse that I wrote down, amplified, advocated, promoted, affirmed, sanctioned, supported, elevated, exhorted. Um, so we're looking at, in this topic, I suppose, not just which character is seen to be the most lovely and attractive, but in fact, which character are we encouraged to agree with? And then I also put down some antonyms. So uh, for endorse, you could uh, also look at the flip side in terms of which characters are actually condemned, critiqued, disapproved of or denounced. And mm. we probably actually do have our protagonist um, at various points coming into that category. So we're going to talk you through ultimately some of our ideas, but we're also just going to talk to you a little bit about the process we went through in what we should think about in making the decision of what we'd put in our essay. And I often think of what is the idea behind the topic? Mm. So I, when I look at this topic, I'm thinking, okay, well, I know this film is a bit of a social commentary and that Hitchcock is wanting to raise issues with his 1950s audience and kind of present and raise issues so that they will be challenged to think about how to respond and how to move forward as a society. So when it talks about which voice does Hitchcock endorse, I think it's the voice of whether it's a voice of reason or a voice of challenge, but um, perhaps on the issues mm, that the I context. think are, yeah, in that context that are prevalent in society. So. Um, 
that's just guiding me as to perhaps what might be the focus of my paragraphs or which voices I should be um, thinking to talk about in this essay. Mm. And there are, of course, voices that we don't necessarily hear from um, yeah. who's... Nonetheless, you know, we, we have a certain set of values that are communicated through vehicles like Miss Torso, Miss Lonely Hearts. Mm. But I think that we probably want to be narrowing this down to characters that we do directly hear some kind of, you know, yeah, moral, dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> and, and some kind of moral um, reasoning coming from them as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, some ways to approach this topic. Mm. Um, I think that ways to approach it, we need to understand that we're working with character and as such uh, we do have a vocab bank in our OneNote, um, ambitious vocab for rear window, and that actually does have a lot of character adjectives in it um, which and, and setting adjectives, so those would come in quite strongly to a topic like this. Mm. Um, Things like ways to describe Jeff, he's cynical, he's insecure, he's isolated, detached. Um, Lisa as somebody who is polished, daring, resourceful. Um, Stella as level-headed, opinionated, critical, etc. Mm. So I think that we, even for me, going back to those character adjective banks was mm. useful in thinking about this idea of which character's voice is amplified because mm. the adjectives that we actually yeah. associate with them came from somewhere yes. impressionistically. When we yes. viewed the form at the film, we noticed that Doyle was um, doubtful, dubious, you know, mm. um, arrogant yes. as such. So they're all somewhat negative qualities. Yes. Mm. So Miss Watkins and I have done a lot of brainstorming and come up with what we think are key ideas and important ideas, but we've actually come up with different ways you could approach responding to this. So we're going to take you through a little bit of our thinking about weighing up what would be the best way to um, respond to this topic, but we notice there are several different ones. Mm -hmm. So we'll dive straight into structure. I mean, you do need to break down a contention. Um, I think that in this case, the contention will arise out of the, the discussion through, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and how we would uh, approach it. So what was your first sort of instinct or uh, possible structural approach to this? Okay, so obviously the first thing I did was my character brainstorm and that meant me going through the characters, thinking about what would be the important ones to discuss and then thinking about what Hitchcock is saying through them and because that was my first step in brainstorming, my brain automatically went to, okay, well probably the most simplistic thing would be to do a character per paragraph but then my brain said, warning, warning, mm. is this the best way to do it? Is there a way I could set out my essay that would be more show more complex thinking mm. um, or just tackle the topic in a stronger way? Yeah, because I think when you go in by character, there's pros and cons to it. So if you have one paragraph per character you can be really clear yeah. and structured and, yeah. and contained. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're somebody who finds when you're writing under time conditions that you get a little bit 
um, discombobulated or you know find it hard to keep that structure in place then going in by character means that you at least have a focus for each paragraph but that implicitly limits your discussion to only the characters that you choose to examine so you'd have to be making a really clear um, and good choice about which characters yes so um is it possible to do it by character? Yes. yes. Is it the best way? Perhaps not. So we're going to talk through some. But um, my instinct was to talk about Stella and Lisa and Doyle and to focus on, um, I think, what we get um, from their voice, so what issues um, in the film and society they speak about. Mm. And certainly I feel like if I'm talking about Doyle, like Miss Watkins alluded to in those adjectives, is to know that he is not always a fully positive presence. He's portrayed with some negative qualities. So when coming back to answer the question which character's voice does Hitchcock ultimately endorse, I'd be weighing up if out of them all, his is the one that stands out more than others. Most prominent, most. Yeah, yes. So I'd, I'd want to make sure I was weighing up the characters and making a decision about which one he ultimately endorses, mm. even if I'm dealing with the characters one by one. Mm. And you talked about how you would be really aiming to make some strong links like you might discuss Doyle but then in terms of linking to that next paragraph which might be about someone like Stella so unlike the way that um, Hitchcock uh, criticises uh, Doyle's characteristics Stella yes. is someone who's seen in a more positive light yes. um, and then you can bring the film techniques in with those depictions yeah mm. um, another option yes so I suppose I personally immediately went, oh, you could go by character and then deviated from that. Um, and I was thinking about one of the activities that we'll do in class where we're asking the students to uh, group the characters in different ways. So, yeah. you know, with that hexagonal thinking, you can think about their relationships with each other. And if you did that and had Jeff at the centre, then physically sort of connected to him would be the people he interacts with in his apartment. So we yeah. are looking at Lisa, Stella and Doyle mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. to a lesser extent. Um, and so in that sense, they're the ones that have most influence on our protagonist and whose yeah. voices are possible ones to be um, mm. considered in this topic. Um, so I think that, you know, in clustering the characters, you could cluster them into males versus females. Yeah. You could uh, cluster them into those who are condemned, those who are praised, or those who are amoral or immoral, and those who are morally, um, you know... Upright? Yeah, upright. Um, so I suppose that you could actually look at those character groupings. Mm. You might even do a paragraph about... Jeff as your first body paragraph yep. where you're like these are the reasons he's not indoors <laughs> why we don't trust his voice yeah yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely and then and then work your way you know in terms of that thread of argument going from least endorsed to most endorsed yeah over the course of your essay yeah that has an inherent risk as well doesn't it yes structurally I know so I was I 
I do think it is possible. Um, I think we always want to make sure the majority of our essay is anchored in those keywords. So it says endorse, so we, that is hit, telling us our essay needs to majority focus on um, characters Hitchcock is endorsing, so I don't think we want to spend too much time on... Like two body paragraphs on disendorsing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just keep that um, at the centre. Mm-hmm. So um, we've elimin- not eliminated, but we've put caveats on two potential structures. Yes. What's the third one that we came up with then? Yes. Well, I came back to the implied behind this topic is when it says that Hitchcock's endorsing voices um, is that there are perhaps issues he's dealing with through the characters Mm. and so I came up with a little bit of thinking behind could we have paragraphs that focused on an issue Hitchcock is dealing with and then weigh up in that paragraph which voice on that topic. So in relation to which issues. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. What are the kinds of uh, categories or issues that he does examine through these character yes. voices? So, of course, our plot centres around Jeff and his voyeuristic behaviours and throughout the film we have our characters in relation to him which question his behaviour. So I broadly thought you could um, have a paragraph about the ethics Mm, of mm. Jeff's Mm behaviour and whose voice does Hitchcock endorse as they kind of question or rebuke Jeff. Mm. And there's some quite didactic moments around ethics. Great um, dialogue where... um, yeah, there are real statements and challenges made. Mm-hmm. We, all, we can all think of some. Mm. And then I suppose the other issues... So it's almost like if you're saying which voice, whose argument, whose, whose perspective is elevated. Yes. So the things that they are in conflict about include ethics, include their relationships. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um... I guess it's just worth saying in um, in this essay that we're always seeking to discuss um, how Hitchcock conveys his ideas. And in this case, we are probably talking about characters as vehicles, but we should think about layering evidence that shows how Hitchcock endorses that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, we've we noticed so many awesome things about... Lisa being positioned near the light Mm. um, or positioning of characters in a frame so one is higher or one is the focal point. Of course, we're going to be talking about um, dialogue. Mm. Um, It is a a question about um, voice. But also, I think for Doyle, we can be talking about the things that put him in a negative light that Mm. show that his isn't the voice that is ultimately endorsed. Anyway, I'm getting mm. off track, but I thought it was <laughs> worth um, saying make sure you've got evidence to show how Hitchcock endorses those voices and characters. Mm. But let's move on to some other issues 
um, that Hitchcock explores that these characters voice. Mm, mm. So um, we talked about ethics, we talked about relationships. Stella is a big one there for the way that she um, reflects on her own marriage and relationship yes. and encourages Jeff to yes. settle down. Um, I suppose the other big critique that is, uh, or conflict that is, part of this film is the idea of connectedness and community mm. and that is another discussion through yes. dialogue that the characters have um, various viewpoints on. Yeah and you know I think at one point Stella says to Jeff when they're watching Miss Lonely Hearts oh isn't there someone who could um, like notice her mm. or you Real know love of the, yeah, yeah. yeah um so she raises that perhaps neighbors you know do have a responsibility um in their neighborhoods um you know do we have a responsibility to get involved if we see something happen mm. like when we see miss torso and miss lonely hearts having a confrontation with some men Mm. And I was just thinking, like, in terms of that community and relationships, that's where perhaps some of the critiques of, of Lisa come through. There, there's not many critiques of Lisa, mm. um, but, you know, implied there is that criticism of the way she perhaps changes herself to fit in with um, Jeff's uh, lifestyle. Yeah. I think that, you know, Stella is the only one whose perspective isn't, undermined in a way or challenged yes. yeah so whereas Doyle is presented in a somewhat negative light uh, doubt is cast on some of Lisa's motives and behaviors mm. Stella's someone who continuously kind of has a positive light shone on her yes mm. um, I don't know if that is me arriving at a contention but by going through that process thinking yes. about whose voice in relation to what issues yes. As related to the context, yes, through the the notion of how, yeah, um, in terms of uh, film techniques, etc., it seems that we're getting closer to thinking about a potential way of attacking this question. I think just the principle we really want you to take away mm. is we weighed things up before we made a decision about the best way to respond to the topic. So in this time of planning, you should come up with possibilities um, and then decide. So don't just always go with your first three ideas. Mm. Um, they, the perfect time for processing is before the sack. So put some effort into your brainstorming. Mm. Looking forward to seeing what you produce. Okay.